This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our daily 8 a.m. Arsenal transfer show, in which we give you guys all the latest Arsenal transfer information, keep you guys up to date with what's been going on, and of course, try to make some sense of the chaos that we find ourselves in every single day. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. I hope you can hear me clearly. Um, I've been trying my best to, to sort this mic out. Um, so I'm hoping that it's working for you guys. I've, I've tried the British way of fixing it, which is just turn it off, turn it back on again. I've tried other ways of fixing it, like hitting it with a very large hammer. And I've tried, you know, putting it in other parts of the computer, some that maybe it shouldn't have even gone in. Um, that sounds really weird. Um, we're going to move swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping the mic is working for you this morning and uh, and you can hear me loud and clear. Um, let's move on to what it is Sunday, of course. And you know what Sunday is, people. You know that you tune in sometimes just for the Sunday show because it does mean that we kick off the show with ITK Rater Day, which obviously has become very popular. Oh, we haven't got a background. There we go. Um, it's become very popular on the social. So popular, in fact, that I am literally inundated now with people sending me funny uh, ITK accounts that they've seen. And yet we've been doing this every Sunday uh, for the last few weeks or so. Um, as just a joke, I mean, some people have taken it very seriously. People have to understand that this is clearly very much a joke. Um, and it very much is that. Um, but I thought we'd do a special edition today because I was this week sent so many tweets from the same account that I thought we're going to have to do something special. Um, so we're going to do a top five. Uh, and uh, let's just run through the rules. Uh, for those of you that don't know our ITK, ITK stands for in the know, and it's a satiric kind of thing because it's not really in the know. It's the complete opposite of that, but that's what we call them. Now, to avoid to be ITK, then you should try and avoid being ITK because as we clamor for information on the social 
networks on the socials, we call them here. Um, there's things that you can do to try and stop yourself from being ITK'd. One of those is checking whether the account is, first of all, verified. The information that comes from these accounts, like Chris Wheatley, Charles Watts, etc., they have their own sources. They've worked very hard to collect their own sources, and so therefore... Uh, their info comes from very good places. And so therefore, you should, first of all, look for that first port of call. Is their follower count suspicious? Are they under, say, 10K followers is a good kind of indicator. You can find some that have a lot more, a hell of a lot more at some points. Um, but under 10K is usually kind of a, a very good indicator that, yeah, not really that much in the know about what's been going on. Uh, is the information out there, can, can it be disproved? Okay, so can you disprove that information? Is there conflicting reports uh, that suggest that this isn't true coming out a few days later or a week later or a month later or a year later to prove that what they've said is obviously wrong. Can it be disproved is a big one. Uh, and another big one is, are they hostile to accounts claiming that they're fake? So if you go, if say accounts are replying in the reply saying, are they fake? You don't know anything. You said this a week ago and this has now changed. And they respond in quite a hostile way or they say things, they say anything sometimes. <laughs> um, it's usually a pretty good sign because, I mean, let, it, let me lay it out for you very clearly. If you have a source and you have information that you know to be true, why on earth would it bother you people telling you that it's fake? Because you know that it's true. So you don't need to tell people that your information is true because you know that for a fact. If Otherwise, you do feel the need to tell people that, in fact, they're wrong and you're right. It's usually because you're a little bit offended that someone's worked out what you're doing. So uh, there you go. And finally, has the information been reported or touted elsewhere? Are they just copying information that's been put up somewhere else, changing a few words, changing a few things around? Uh, and another big way, which I haven't included on the list, is does it look like it's feasible? Like, think about how uh, some accounts will try and guess and preempt certain moves. And it's very easy to do. Like, we've done it in our Discord server. I've thrown a few things in there showing how easy it is to kind of predict what would happen uh, with certain players. And I mean, Piotr, I put a thing about Piotr Zielinski up the other day as a player that we should be going for. Lo and behold, a few weeks later, Arsenal had been linked to Zielinski. I knew nothing about Arsenal and Zielinski. It was just a purely a suggestion because he's a player that could leave for a decent amount of money from Italy. Arsenal were looking for a player in that position. So I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we could go for him. And lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, we're linked to Zielinski. It is a very easy to to guess certain things. It's just the way the world works. Football is a, a puzzle and you can work it out. Anyway, let's go into our top five tweets of the week. We start off with the bottom corner. You may have seen this account uh, out there. Uh, this is a quite a funny one. It says, Martin Odegaard is a done deal too. Quote me all you like. I will be proved right. Proving, I mean, three of those um, ITK bullet points have been uh, shown in that one. Yep, quote me all you like and stuff like that. If you're confident in your information, you don't tell people to, you know, send you abuse. You don't tell people to do that. And to be honest, saying quote me all you like is just encouraging people to spread it around. So it's another good psychological tactic, to be fair. In fourth place is another account called The Bottom Corner who has tweeted saying, I hope all of you telling Saliba is going to the Olympics can now shut up and wait for Arsenal to announce his new two-year deal. I am glad to say I told you all. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> less said about that one, the better. Now, this is a bit of a turn up for the books, this in third place. It's the bottom corner. Uh, has tweeted saying, we have agreed a £35 million deal for a midfielder who played slash is playing in the Euros this summer. Deal is done. An announcement is imminent. I am ready for all of the abuses and willing to stake my accounts if it doesn't happen. Double and triple confirmed. I mean, uh, 
Can you double and triple something? A sandwich, maybe you could double and triple a sandwich. I'm not sure you could double and triple uh, an information. That, that's a bit weird. Uh, and then following on, in second place, it, it's the bottom corner. It says, Arsenal have an agreement with Lille for the signing of Renato Sanchez. Personal terms have been agreed with the player. Didn't mention the name because the player who told me, or the brother, the person who told me, didn't allow uh, me, but he won't take the abuses. And I don't mind them. Yes, this this account does not mind getting abused, as you will see. For our number one spots, congratulations to the bottom corner. Um, <laughs> when, obviously, uh, Lekeep wrote a story about Arsenal and Liverpool's interest in Renato Sanchez. Purely interest, nothing about a bid, nothing about a deal being agreed. I was called names, it says. And then uh, I'm FPL Sparta. I, I appreciate your work. Um, but, you know, it's best not to question these things. But AFC Sparta says, you said the deal is done, G. Calm down. Interested and done deal ain't the same. And now this is funny. <laughs> um, you should learn not to abuse others until you are absolutely sure they are lying. You idiots. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, brilliant stuff. Oh, dearie me. We do love an ITK over at the Guna Talk. We do like to show them off. We like to give them the attention they crave sometimes just to show you that it is exceptionally easy and funny um, to create an ITK account. Now, you may ask me, why do people do this? Very simply, you can sell accounts uh, on, on dodgy websites and markets for quite a bit of money. So if you can build up a decent following and then change the name of the account so it looks completely new, you can sell those accounts off. So please do not encourage this type of behavior. I know that I sound a bit of a hypocrite by showing you this, but I hope that I'm doing this in the right way to show you that you should block, mute, unfollow, move on. Don't give the accounts the time of day. Just move on. Don't reply. Don't do anything. And I mean that. Keep sending your IT accounts through, though. We do <laughs> to have a bit of a mess around, though, because it is quite fun. Um, but yeah, block, mute, move on, and uh, enjoy your Arsenal social traveling on the medias uh, in a much more legitimate way. Anyway, let's move on to the news which has been actually reported so far. First of all, we do kick off with uh, Bakayo Saka, who, of course, is not being linked with the move anywhere, but it's coming home boys <laughs> that's that's all i've got to say oh, i was about to say arsenal when england reached the semi-final of the european championships england's second um <laughs> second semi-final of a, a an international tournament in a row fantastic achievement for the boys they'll play denmark who also have done an amazing uh run to, to reach a semi-final after losing of course their first two games and everything that went down with with ericsson as well who we now hope is on the road to recovery amazing achievement for both teams and uh yeah uh saka very much looks like uh he hopefully will be part of it he was he was injured for the game yesterday um but the training knock is meant not meant to be too bad so fingers crossed he comes back in i would play him over Jaden sancho i didn't think Jaden sancho lit the place up i thought he was a bright and a couple of sparks but didn't really give anything, which is completely fair enough. I mean, it's not me slandering the guy. He's not played. He's his first game of the European Championships. But I think that Saka should certainly come in for the next game. Um, let's go on to kind of one of our main outs uh, today, which, of course, revolves around William Saliba. Now, you may have seen a tweet that went up last night. Now, I only saw it this morning because I was sleeping. I get up really early to prep the shows uh, for every single day at 8am. So I missed this when it came out late last night. Uh, Matt Sparrow, who you may be aware of on social media, uh, tweeted a story referencing Le Keep as the source, saying that Arsenal had included a €10 million uh, euro option to buy 
in the Saliba loan uh, to Marseille. Now, we know now from actually reading the report that there was a mistake in the report, and that's actually been changed in the L'Equipe report, as far as I'm aware now. So don't panic. There is no, as far as we are aware, from all of the sources that, are, that we know are le your legit sources, your Ornsteins, etc., there is nothing to worry about in regards to an option to buy. I'm not saying that he might not leave in the future, but right now there is no option to buy as far as we're aware. And David Ornstein did, of course, reveal that whilst this loan is happening, he did say that Arsenal still very much see Saliba in their long-term plans. Whether or not that turns out to be legit is another debate for another day. But if you've seen reports of a possible option to buy in Saliba's loan to Marseille, don't panic. It was a mistake in L'Equipe's article, supposedly. If it was a mistake, who knows? But it's not true. Um, so don't worry about that. Uh, moving on to the other part of the L'Equipe story was, of course, Matteo Genduzzi. And this is pretty much where the, the confusion has come from, because the option to buy in a loan is what's associated with Genduzzi's move to Marseille. It very much looks like it is going to be a loan with the obligation for them to buy him for the 10 to 12 million euro mark. It's going to be a very minimal loan fee of around one-ish million euros, we can imagine. And it's just... It's a shame that I think Arsenal were getting so little. I'm happy to see him go on. You know my feelings on Genduzzi, but um, I think it's, you know, <laughs> think about how much he was worth and how that value has plummeted. But, you know, we're not going to see that money, it seems, until next summer. Although, you know, they, they probably will spend as if they've already got it. We will wait and see. Uh, Lucas Torreira uh, has... Um, obviously lost his place uh, in the Copa America. Uruguay were beaten on penalties by Colombia yesterday. Uh, and so Torreira, who's very young in this photo, I've just realised, um, is uh, probably going to secure a move away from Arsenal, uh, you'd imagine, quite soon now. He will return to the club. Uh, I imagine actually probably he'll go on holiday at the start. So we may not see a move happen for still a couple of weeks because obviously players need the recovery time and then will return to their parent clubs, of which Arsenal is, of course, Torreira's. But you can imagine now that this will speed up any possible exit with with Uruguay exiting uh, the, the Copa America. So that's certainly one to keep your eye on as the weeks go on. Prepare for some, you know, ITK accounts to start saying deals are done with Torreira and stuff like that. Just wait for the legit sources. I'm sure this is a story that we will find out much more about on as the weeks go on. Uh, now, another one uh, that proved a lot of the ITKs wrong about possibly Odegaard re-signing for Arsenal was, of course, his goodbye message, which came out yesterday uh, on his Instagram page. He put a really nice heartfelt message on his Insta page, and uh, I think we could see this coming. He wasn't going to sign for Arsenal permanently. Arsenal weren't going to stump up the money that it was taken to get him, and Real Madrid and uh, Carlo Ancelotti, the new boss, want to keep Odegaard as part of their plans for next season as they rebuild. Isco is the player that they are seemingly preferring to move on over Odegaard and, and that's completely fair enough I think he's got a lot of potential I think he's a fantastic talent and uh, we wish him the absolute best and thank him ever so much for what he uh, gave us in, in the few months that he was here I think he, he did a lot more than people maybe were expecting uh, got obviously a, a really big goal in the North London derby which will always make him a bit of a hero uh, in the short term and of course got a great goal against Olympiacos too and an amazing performance against West Ham in the second half to drag us back into that game so there are some highlights from his career that we will remember fondly um but uh thanks for the memories uh martin um and uh the awful uh, trying to pronounce his name every week and getting it as horrifically wrong as i have been trying to get it as right as i can uh but martin Udegar uh is off uh, and is not coming back but we wish him the best uh moving now on to the renato sanchez story now of course this we didn't cover this in our um we didn't cover this in yesterday's 8am show, despite the news breaking yesterday, because obviously it was early in the morning. Um, but Lekeep 
the same outlet that got the Saliba information a little bit mixed up did uh, write an article and reported that both Arsenal and Liverpool are very interested in uh, Renato Sanchez, whatever that means. I don't use that sarcastically. I'm using this as quote marks. That's what they said. Very interested in Renato Sanchez. We then produced um, a tactical breakdown of him with the help of Jeremy Smith. So that is out on the channel. If you want to go and have a watch, find out how good he is, see how he statistically compares to Basuma and Xhaka and Locatelli, you can find that. If you're watching that, I'll play that. There will be a link above my head uh, somewhere. If you're watching this live, of course, there won't be. Um, but yeah, so that's out on the channel. Some interesting stuff. My verdict, not for me. Uh, but you'll see why I feel that way in the show uh, if you watch it. Uh, then moving on to Matt Ryan, of course, who joined us from uh, Brighton on a six-month loan deal last season. Doesn't look like he's returning to Arsenal. Uh, he looks very much like he's going to be going not even to Celtic, but to Real Sociedad uh, reports uh, coming out yesterday. Uh, Real Sociedad, of course, have lost. Uh, they lost their previous keeper and really uh, to Villarreal. They are looking um, to now bring in one of a more permanent basis. Matt Ryan fits that. That Bill, he's played in Spain before for Valencia, uh, and he's going to go in and, and hopefully he should get a fair few minutes uh, for Real Sociedad. And we wish him the absolute best because it's a shame that he's not coming back, but Arsenal are wanting a homegrown goalkeeper, of which Matt Ryan just isn't. Uh, and that homegrown keeper could be uh, Sam Johnston from West Brom. Another one that you could have seen this coming, to be honest. Ramsdale is seemingly a bit too expensive. And Sam Johnson, who's been starting for West Brom, got relegated with West Brom, of course, and is at the Euros with England this summer, as well as Ramsdale, was an obvious link. That's why I have my reservations about how much truth is in this story right now. We will wait and see if there is kind of any movement on this. But it seems a very, very easy link to kind of generate. So until we see some legit, really our, our main Arsenal-based reporters coming out with this story, I wouldn't get too uh, hung up on the idea of Sam Johnson coming. Would I take him? I think he's a good backup option. I don't know if he'd want to be backup at Arsenal to Bernard Leno, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, moving on to some news about Sambi Lukonga. Now, we still are expecting Sambi Lukonga very much to become an Arsenal player. Um, but as revealed uh, yesterday, he will be joining up uh, with uh, the Anderlecht team ahead of pre-season on their training camp uh, to Alkmaar. Now, this is courtesy of Osman on Twitter, at Osman Zidaguna, uh, who posted this information. So a big thank you to him. Uh, said that the uh, training camp is going to take place from the 5th to the 10th of July. So leaving tomorrow uh, and going to the, the, the Netherlands for, for five. I believe that's where Alkmaar is. I'm assuming that's the place where RZ Alkmaar are playing. And that is, of course, in the Netherlands. So uh, he is going to be going off there. They're going to be playing again a few kind of pre-match games against RZ Alkmaar. So there you go. And Utrecht as well. Uh, so he's going there. Does it mean that it's turned off the Arsenal deal? No, of course it hasn't. He's, he's not signed yet. And so he still has those responsibilities with his current club and whilst they're still sorting out the final last details of this deal which we all are expecting to, to kind of get done um, he's going to be training you're not going to just stop training um, I mean until yesterday Nuno Tevarez who is joining Arsenal it looks like was training with Benfica until the day in which he flew to London to complete the deal so don't let this worry you it's, it's not something to be too concerned about it's just protocol it's just what happens uh, I mean, Borussia Dortmund went off with Jaden Sancho to a training camp in 2020 whilst they were still discussing a deal with Man United that did eventually break down. It didn't get agreed, but they were still discussing that deal whilst Jaden was away with a training camp with Borussia Dortmund. It's just part of what happens. So don't worry about it. Don't let it worry you just yet. You should start getting worried when you're seeing reports of issues with the actual deal being agreed. This isn't something to, to be concerned about, but it's something that is important to highlight just in case you did see it and you did 
think that it's going to scupper the deal. Uh, and that's it. That is all of our news for today. Uh, there's not loads, to be honest. It is a Sunday. Sundays are usually quite quiet. And that's why we do our ITK Rater on a Sunday, because it can be a little bit quiet. Um, but there's lots of still to talk about in regards to stuff that has happened. Uh, and of course, we now move on to the next part of the show, which is your questions, your thoughts, your feelings in the chat box as well. So if you do have a question, please throw it into the chat box and I'll try to answer it as best as I possibly can do. Uh, Mr. Harrison Carnaby says, what is preventing us from paying whatever Ajax are asking for Onana? He's worth it, even if he can't play immediately. I'd pay more for him than any of our keepers we've heard mentioned. My answer would be revolving around Leno and Arsenal's want for a homegrown keeper if they are unable to sell Leno. And there's no indication that they want to sell Leno. Leno could still stay at the club, of course then they will not be looking to buy Onana because I think that they are going to be looking to bring in a homegrown keeper to be Arsenal's number two. Is Onana an upgrade on Leno? Yes, I believe that he is. I think he's a better goalkeeper. I think he's a better distributor of the ball. However, if we're unable to move on Leno, you can't, it doesn't make too much sense for Arsenal to bring in two non-homegrown keepers when our third choice keeper in Runnison is also non-homegrown. It would be taking up some valuable spots in the squad. So I think Arsenal are certainly pushing for a homegrown keeper to be their backup. And whilst Leno is still very much an Arsenal player, we don't expect any kind of movement really on Onana, which is a shame because I would have really liked to see Arsenal upgrade on Leno with Onana, to be honest. Uh, Matt G says, seems clear uh, Basuma is not our first choice. Yes, we've known that for some time. Uh, do you think this will have an impact on if Basuma himself wants to join us if we go back in for him at the end of the window? Um, I don't think so. Things like this happens all the time. Clubs have different priorities. Clubs have different names on a list. And Arsenal is still very much an attractive prospect for Basuma. He very much wants a move to Arsenal. That seems very clear from what's kind of leaked through. Um, and if Arsenal come in for him, I'm sure he'll be open to, to that discussion. But Arsenal are looking at other targets. They, they believe other players are higher up on their list. That doesn't mean that the likes of Renato Sanchez, etc. are. Uh, I'd be very surprised if that's the case. But, uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, they've got the likes of Locatelli to worry about while that situation is still unclear. And I think he's certainly one of their main priorities above Basuma. They aren't going to move for Basuma until they kind of, you know, get a final say on the Locatelli deal, which could ultimately impact whether or not Basuma goes somewhere else in that time. You can miss out on players because you're, you're worried about going. Like, we missed out on arguably Buendia because we were kind of preoccupied trying to sort out an Erdegaard deal, which never happened. So... And then we panicked and bid for Buendia a little bit too late after Aston Villa were putting out a lot of work at the start of the window and, and the end of last season. So that's it's important that Arsenal don't always do that. And sometimes you have to cut your ties and push for a deal that you can get done to make sure you, you get them done. Uh, Martin Daly says, what are your thoughts on Patrick Schick? He looks great to me. Of course, Schick has had a fantastic tournament and he's had a very decent season for Bayer Leverkusen. I'm, I'm just not sure. Um, you have to be very wary about tournament football. Like There are some players that you look at, like Schick, like Dumfries, that have had a great tournament, but when you've watched them for a longer period of time or you are aware of them and you, you speak to people who have watched them, you get a better sense that maybe this is kind of just a, a honeymoon period uh, of playing at a tournament. But then there are other players, like Joachim Mahler uh, from Denmark, who's done excellently for them. He's done excellently for Atalanta and he did excellently in Belgium as well. So those you, you need to kind of be able to differentiate between the different targets and, and look beyond their tournament performance and, and speak to people that have watched them 
a hell of a lot to get a better idea of, of how they are as players. Uh, Alan says, Tom, if we don't get our main midfield target in Locatelli, uh, what is your alternative? We should go for what? What do you think Arsenal will go for realistically? It's funny you should say that, Alan, because this afternoon, should there be no breaking news about a new transfer target, I am going to be doing a 10 centre midfield target video. Granite Xhaka replacements, effectively. So you'll see uh, 10 possible alternatives to Granite Xhaka. You can probably guess a few of those that are on that list. Some of them you may not have come across before, um, but I'm going to make a list of 10 possible options that I think would be a good idea for Arsenal to go for this summer, and that will be out this afternoon. So make sure you drop a subscription on the channel and tune in for that show a little bit yet later to find out the 10 players. Uh, let's go down to the bottom of the chat box now and get some more recent questions. Uh, keep throwing them in the chat box. Assassin General says, Hi, Tom. Keep up the content. Madison rumors uh, have gone quite quiet. If we don't go for him, who would you like at number 10? Uh, and what do you think about Willian pricing himself out of a move? Uh, thanks, mate. I will try my best to keep up the content. It's, we're on episode, what, 62 of our 8 a.m. show? 62, 62 8 a.m. shows in a row is a lot of work, uh, in addition to all the other shows that we do as well. Um, what are my thoughts on a if we don't get Madison, I think there are other options out there. We did a video on the 10 alternatives to Emmy Buendia. If you want to go and check that video out, you can. I'll try and leave a link to that somewhere. Um, but who would I pick? I mean, I wanted Buendia. We didn't get him. I like Sabitzer. He'd be a lot cheaper for an option. But there, I feel like maybe we should be going for a younger profile, like your 23 to 25-year-olds. I like Kamada. I've really got into watching a bit more of him from last season. He really impressed me. 15 assists, massive chance creator. Uh, I love Zielinski. I like plenty of players that are out there. It's just a case of whether or not Arsenal have the capacity to go and do it. If they don't have the 60 to 70 or 80 odd million for Madison, I don't know what players are out of our reach. I don't know how much money we're willing to spend. If we're willing to spend what it would have taken to get Erdogan, the 50 million mark, then maybe there are plenty out there. But there's a number of players that I like. Do go check out the video that I did on the possible 10 Buendia alternatives and you'll get some better ideas of what I think. Uh, Mo Fallat says, hi, Tom. Uh, should we send James who? James Hilson to the championship um, to be our future homegrown keeper? I don't know anything about him. Um, my knowledge of the youth team is, is very limited because my knowledge of the youth keepers was Hein and uh, Iliev and Okonkwo um he's for the under he's played for the under 23s is he so yeah i don't know much about hilson at all um so i mean if he's not getting minutes or if he's only playing a few games i mean last season let's see how he got on last season uh was he playing for the under 23 squad in the pl2 how many games did he play one game so he played one game wasn't in the squad was he playing with the under 23s was that what he was doing no just said he wasn't in the squads i don't know what he was doing um Interesting. I don't know where he was playing, um, but, uh, you know, there you go. So I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. I think we've had a new member join up, actually. Let me just try and find that. I'm really sorry. I can't find the member message. It is Satya Brat. Uh, thank you very much, Satya Brat. Um, that means you may have upgraded your, your membership. So thank you so much. If you would like to join our Discord server and become an expert member, you can do. You get to join an amazing crew of people that talk about football every single day in a respectful manner where you don't get abused like on Twitter. It's a really just a great place to be, basically. Um, so welcome, Satya Brat, and uh, enjoy your perks. Uh, Trankin says, Hi, Tom. What do you think about Casper Dolberg? Looks an amazing talent. I mean, the thing about Dolberg is, again, 
He's done some decent things at the Euros. Didn't start the tournament. They were playing with Yusuf Polson at the beginning. But he's at Nice right now, and he joined Nice in a, a pretty sizable move from Ajax a couple of seasons ago. And he's he's not he's not really kicked on. He's not really fulfilled the potential that people saw that he had when he was at Ajax. So I'm not sure he'd be the right move for Arsenal, to be honest, Tranking. Um, but he's one to keep an eye on. Um, and one that maybe will learn a move based upon his Euro performances. Um, but Nice will, will be looking to hold on to him as much as feasibly possible. Uh, happy to be here, Sadie. Happy to have you, mate. Uh, Noel says, might be recency bias uh, in regards to Dolberg. Yeah, I think that's certainly uh, one of the things that we can look at and how Euro tournaments affect the perception of players. Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini is the one, says Iron Cub from Roma. Uh, I believe he's the one from Roma. And uh, again, I don't watch loads of Serie A. I hear good things from him. I've heard Harry Simeu talk about him very, uh, very well and very, uh, what's the word, optimistically, complimentary. So maybe he's someone that Arsenal should be looking to go for. Uh, see, our members are just awesome. As soon as a new member joins, they just welcome them into the group. Absolute legends. Satvik says, uh, we're being linked to Ramsdale and Johnston as well. Thoughts, numbers, like 30 to 40 million. If Arsenal pay more than 20 million quid for a backup goalkeeper, I would really question that. Even if they're homegrown, Arsenal should be looking to really choose carefully. Freddie Woodman, for me, is available for much less than that. I'd go for someone like him to be a backup, not spending a ridiculous amount. I mean, you look at Man United. They've gone out and got a homegrown, experienced goalkeeper in Tom Heaton. That's the kind of route I'd like to see Arsenal going down, not going down the route of bringing in at Ramsdale that's going to cost you 30 plus million quid. It's just far, far, far too much. Uh, so Hill says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Paulson considering uh, RB Leipzig have signed Andre Silva? Paulson, for me, not the level required. Um, I don't think he's any upgrade on what we've already got, I'm afraid. Uh, Jacobson says, what do you think uh, about Arsenal going for Pereira? He did well last season, especially against the big six. Which Pereira? Mateus Pereira or Ricardo Pereira? There's a lot of Pereiras. I'm going to assume that you mean Mateus Pereira of West Brom. I would like to see Arsenal go for him. I think he's a good option. I think he's someone that's a little bit different. Premier League experience. I don't think he'd be too expensive. I think that he's got a lot of potential. I am very, very interested in, in a goal-scoring attacking midfielder, which is certainly what Mateus Pereira is. And I'm surprised that we haven't seen some greater links to the Brazilian because I think he's a really good option. And I think there will be a lot of clubs interested in the West Brom player. That is for sure. Um, Satya Brat is asking his first question. His upgraded membership says, any truth behind the Everton ready to outbid Arsenal for Ben White? Um, and can you call me Satya? Of course I can, Satya. No problem. I mean, I may forget, but uh, I'll try my best, mate. Uh, any news on that? I mean, we've heard nothing of when it was reported on the specific day. We have also heard no rumours of that being discredited uh, from any official lines. Uh, there was a report from Goal yesterday talking about William Saliba and Genduzi, and it did include in that piece from Charles Watts, I believe it was, uh, that Arsenal are still expecting to get that deal for Ben White done. So we'll wait and see. Fingers crossed after the Euros. I imagine that as soon as the Euros are done, you'll see a lot more movement, especially, I mean, as we now see teams dropping out, um, we're hopefully going to see a lot more movement on certain players and the Copper America as well is one to think about. Uh, Iron Cub says, Tom, I think Awar has gone from being overrated by our fan base last window to being somewhat underrated now at 20 to 25 million. We could do a lot worse. Nice age, sell on value. Arteta likes him for a reason. Um, I agree in the sense that his price is much, much, much more reasonable this summer window. Uh, I still think there are alternatives out there that are better for around just ever so slightly more money. 
And so I would prefer them over him. But if they are not available and he is an amount of money, it might be worth the risk. And I do think there is risk. You know my feelings. Um, but I'm not as ignorant to say that he's not worth a punt for a player of his quality for that amount of money. And maybe he could really, you know, prove me wrong, which I always hope players do when it's in that sense. Uh, there's a ton of quality in South and Central America for the positions we are looking for, says Javier. Maybe we need to start scouting out there. Satya says, Tom, which of the newly promoted sides are you most excited to see? Personally, I would say Watford. Also, check, check out. I was actually watching Ben Foster's YouTube channel this morning. I'd never seen it before. And then I, something popped up this morning. I think he did a video with um, was it Simon and Chris, MD. I think I saw pop up on my timeline and it was quite funny. And then, yeah, I ended up watching a couple of videos from his from his season. I watched one about someone from Swansea. Was it low uh, scoring a goal and then celebrating to his GoPro in the goal? I think that's a great, I'd love that. That's an amazing idea from a footballer to go, especially from a goalkeeper that can just put the camera in the goal. That's a great idea. What, what a fantastic way to connect to the fans. Brilliant idea from Foster. Um, Jonathan says, my opinion on Xhaka's potential replacement, apart from Locatelli, is Fabian Ruiz, Basuma, Vanessa, who we, of course, used to own, uh, Pellegrini, João Paulinha, uh, Sabitzer, Carlos Soler, and Schlager. Uh, not particularly in that order. And, and I mean, that's the thing about that is that, that you're showing to me that there's loads. There is loads of options out there. And that's ultimately what we need to be focused on is, is identifying the right player. Um, uh, 247 says, Tom, what are your thoughts about playing Pepe uh, at number 10 or up front? Uh, I don't think either of those two positions suit Pepe. Um, I think that Pepe needs to be playing just off the striker to the right. Um, what I mean by that is kind of an inside forward, um, kind of your right forward rather than a right wing kind of player. Uh, so he's not always pushed out too far to the byline, but still has that central striker focus to kind of take runners away from him so he can cut inside on his left foot and take the shot. I don't like him as a central striker. I think it makes him too narrow. So, uh, it's kind of too much of a channel and can leave the space open when he does end up drifting. So I would like to see him play closer to a striker to peel off with the runs and to make sure he's closer to the goal at all times. Uh, Mr. Harrison Carnaby says, does Basuma pass well enough for the kind of six that we need? I was all for him, but the more I think about it, the more I feel like we need a passing and screening of the defence uh, from that spot. I think Basuma's passing range is good. It's not of the level of Granite Xhaka or Thomas Partey. It's good. It's his defensive qualities that obviously we are lacking in that we would need in what he's able, and his mobility as well, the way he gets about the pitch, the way he's able to cover certain positions. His recovery pace is very good. Those types of things we would really benefit from, but I do agree with you that I think that uh, having someone that has that passing ability and passing range is important. That's why I like Ruben and Neves, I think that's a really good option for Arsenal with his passing abilities after losing Granit Xhaka. Locatelli as well, love his passing abilities too. Those two players for me are the, the two key ones that I'm looking for as an Arsenal fan to replace Granite Xhaka. Uh, Noel says, the way you read out uh, Pepe phonetically is award-worthy. <laughs> he wrote Pepe. I say Pepe all the time. <laughs> it's just the way I say it. I love it. Absolutely love Pepe. Uh, Omar says, why Arteta? It's such a British way. Oh, I have the Pepe, please. The Sultan Pepe. <laughs> Omar says, why Arteta? I'm really, that's going to get clipped. Uh, why Arteta fancies Nuno and not Genduzzi? Uh, both having some disciplinary issues. Omar, I don't understand that, mate. I don't really get it. I, I don't understand why go for a player with clear and like credited issues off the fields beyond normality with some of the videos we've seen. Um, and 
Gen move on a player like Gendouzi. It doesn't make too much sense in my mind. I'm hoping that it's because Nuno Tavares is going to prove us wrong and prove me wrong and prove everyone wrong in that sense and really knuckle down. But we start to hear reports of issues behind the scenes and you've really got to point the finger at the recruitment team and say, why did you do that? <laughs> it made absolutely no sense. Um, Junior says, what are the odds of Saliba signing a contract extension before the loan is confirmed? I'd be surprised, but it is what Arsenal should do, categorically. Trent O'Neill says, uh, do you think Genduzi will still reach his full potential? I doubt it will happen at Marseille. I mean, he didn't particularly do great at Hertha Berlin. Like it, well, He didn't have the best of seasons at all. I mean, he made some big mistakes, cost, RB, uh, cost Hertha Berlin a goal against RB Leipzig, I remember famously. I don't. I the thing about Gendouzi is, if I want to be without being critical and actually going into kind of constructive analysis of his game, is he needs to specialize. He needs to work on a specific area of the midfield that he wants to play in because I can't, I can't put him into a specific position. I can't put him into a six because I don't think he's got the defensive capabilities as of yet to play that role. I can't put him as a ten because he just doesn't have the creative efficiencies. I feel like his best position is an eight and as a box-to-box, -box, but he doesn't have enough of the defensive and the attacking side of his game yet to really nail down that number eight position. To be a number eight, you need to have both of those key areas. And I'm not sure that he's got the level required in both ends of the pitch to be a real good number eight. I feel like maybe he should specialise as more of a, a mobile number six and as a, a bit of a sweeper in front of the back four and improve his defensive game. But he has got very good dribbling skills. That is one of the things that he has got. He's good on the ball and good at running at the defences. So that makes me feel that he would be maybe wasted at number six and a number eight position would suit him better. But I struggle to think that he is going to reach what potential we thought he had unless he does Will at Marseille and gets another move to a, another club. We will wait and see. Hopefully there's a sell-on clause entered into that contract. Um, Teaser Discuss says, if people keep talking about that, they want Genduzi in the team. Honestly, it's doing my head in. I mean, Tears of Disgust, you've got to be open to the opposite view and other views. I know I, I can be a little bit resistant sometimes to seeing certain opinions, but it is important to not let it get to you. It's about the debate. It's about being open to hearing the other opposite side as long as it's put forward in a respectful way. So it's, it's you know, it's about that. Uh, Mud says, don't ask why Arteta does things he does. I truly don't think he even knows. <laughs> sometimes that might be the case. Uh, we should have made a run for Fernandinho, says Peter. I think he's where he needs to be. He just needs to um, kind of, you know, sit in that Man City team, be the experienced man that he is, and, and that's what he needs to do. But don't spam my chat box, please. Um, Daniel DaCosta says, uh, Doozy is... What? Doozy is a poor man's Pogba. <laughs> I mean, Pogba is far and away a better player. So <laughs> it's, it's without a doubt that's the truth. Uh, what Nuno video am I talking about, Marcus? I shouldn't have to tell you what video I'm talking about, Marcus. You should know what video I'm talking about. Iron Cub says, I think Genduzi doesn't know his position because he started under Don Unai, uh, where, number one, he knew his position, and Sam Pauli is a decent manager. He might bring the best out of him. We will wait and see. Sam Pauli uh, takes no prisoners. So uh, if, if Genduzi isn't, what he wants and doesn't do what he's asked, then maybe he'll find himself in a very similar situation to as he finds himself now. Um, let's finish things off there. As I said, there's going to be another show this afternoon, looking specifically at the centre midfield targets that Arsenal could go for as a replacement for Granite Xhaka. I'm going to try and give you 10 of the best and most realistic options for this summer window make sure you drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you're new tomorrow is the return of the tgt podcast it's been a while since we've had some of the regular guests on but tomorrow we return for a transfer focused podcast at 8 p.m 
UK time. Uh, I'll be joined by John and Owen and Drew for our first podcast of a brand new season. If you are new to the channel this window, throughout the entire seasons, we do weekly podcasts with a regular host of, of guests, people that you may know or may not know. Uh, we've got loads of regulars, loads of people like Lee Judges comes on, etc. Um, yeah, it's just a good group of lads, really. So uh, I hope you enjoy the content throughout the season. Stick around for the stuff that comes after the trans window. I know that we get very popular during the trans window, but please stick around for the opinions that are put through throughout the season. And we are going to be trying to do some more tactical stuff this season on Arsenal's performances. So I'm looking forward to getting that content out and tactical breakdowns will feature throughout the campaign. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that as much as feasibly possible. Absolute pleasure, guys. As always, drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and join up to be a member if you'd like to help support the channel and join our Discord server. Absolute pleasure. We'll see you again very, very soon. I need to stop saying absolute pleasure. <laughs> it is an absolute pleasure, but I say it a lot. See you soon, guys. Have a good one. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.